0: the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing, this is World of Wonders' WOW Report, things that make us go wow.
1: Hello and welcome to the WOW Report. I am Tom Campbell, the uh, Chief Creative Officer is what they call me here at World of Wonder, and I am joined this week and every week by the club kid turned bestselling author, the editor of the WOW Report, James and James.
2: Yay,
1: darling, it's nice to see you. Um, Our wonderful leader, our fearless leader, uh, Fenton Bailey, is on assignment, as we like to say, because it sounds very Nora O'Donnell. Um, But joining us uh, is the one, the only, one of the funniest
3: people alive, Alec Mott. Thank you <laughs> Living or dead? Um, you bathed in that golden glow. What is? Is that some kind of Instagram filter? What it is. is it, it is absolutely a,
1: an Amazon ring light that I got early in the pandemic,
3: and uh and it has a,
1: a a clear or kind of a, a orangey uh, filter. i the orangey one. Alec,
2: Did I must you- say that you're looking very very buff yourself. You look very good. How is how has the pandemic
3: been treating you? Oh, well, you know, I I just got a movie. And so I've been on a starvation diet for the past six weeks. And
2: I see see cheekbones.
3: Yeah, I'm, uh, and so uh, during the pandemic, I gained the uh, COVID-19. And uh, uh, because I I think, you know, I was having a baguette and a bottle of rosé for breakfast every morning just to get through it. Um, Listen, that's just common sense. That's self (laughs)
2: Now, um, how old is your son, and how is he doing in it?
3: Uh, he's great. He just steps over my body in the morning. Um, <laughs> fine. Uh, he's, he, I'm just going to brag, because it's not genetic. He got straight A's last quarter. In, in high school. Anything straight in your house is kind of an amazing thing. I know, I know. And this is this is a kid who grew up on the set of RuPaul's Drag Race and was mm-hmm. raised by Willem and Shangela and Calpurnia Adams. So they, it just goes to show you kids. Grow up with a queer household and you, you, you produce brilliant, brilliant children.
2: The sky well, is the limit, fabulous. Uh,
1: all right, oh, we're so happy you're here. We are gonna jump into the countdown because each and every week we count down the top 10 things that made us go Wow! Wow. Uh, We are at number ten. Number ten. It's not breaking news by any means. I think the world knows the story, but Alex Trebek, host of Jeopardy and many other things, passed away. And again, everyone knows the details. Everyone's seen the TV tributes, and but it is an amazing, momentous occasion. It it didn't shock me. Obviously, a, a couple of years ago, or less than two years. He announced that he, you know, was fighting a uh, cancer and he was going to take it and fight it. He worked up until I think two weeks ago. Wow. They
2: have they have episodes that go until Christmas Day, which is sort of a bit,
1: bittersweet Christmas present. Aww. And you know, we tend to forget a lot of you know human foibles when someone dies and remember them as saints, But Alec Trebek, I don't think anybody has a bad thing to say about him. And we have realize he's been on, he was on Jeopardy alone for 38 years, which is Holy moly. a career. And I remember him. I, I don't want to age anyone here on the panel, but there was a show called High Rollers. Yes. Watch High Rollers. With with I Lee. I
3: High Rollers.
2: <laughs> Ruda yes. Oh my God, that's how Ruda Lee became famous, isn't it?
1: Well, to, to us, to our generation. Um, but it, it was, it was a, a show where the Kessins rolled dice And Mm -hmm. Rudolph would would scrape them back and show off her legs.
2: Well, you know, Alec Trebek, I have always been in love with. He has always been my ideal husband. The idea that you could spend your life and he would just... You know, raw dog you, and ask you about potent potables and literary. uh, You know, and you have to answer in the form of
3: a question. (laughs) Who who is entering me right now? Uh,
2: But he's just—I've always had a a fantasy of being Mrs. Alec Trebek. He's just uh, so handsome with that. And when he had that mustache and the perm in the Mm -hmm. '80s, and then he—he—he aged so beautifully. You did. yeah. And he just he was always a moment of calm in your day when you turned on Jeopardy. It always just it made you feel smart and it yeah. made you feel just, you know, and it's just it's a shame. Who, I know. Do, we, who do we think is going to be the
3: replacement? Well, it's you know, I, what I love about the show is that it, it, they never dumb it down. It's one of those shows that you can walk away feeling really, really smart. and They never dumb it down unless it's Celebrity Jeopardy. And then they ask, who's the president of the United <laughs> States? Which is the uh, but um, I think uh, they're, they're talking about George Stephanopoulos. I heard that on the Howard Stern show yesterday. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson would be a good guy. He would, I, yeah. He's, um, they, he's knowledgeable. He is, he's a, he's a scientist. So um, it, uh, what Alex Trebek made it seem like he knew the answers, but he never came across as patronizing. He never came across as, yeah. oh, I know this and you don't. We have to move on, but I'll just he visited uh the set of RuPaul's
1: drag race, like your son Alec. Uh he did. ru was doing a video question, and he came on the set. He agreed to be taped doing stuff on the show, and he he showed up. He was the most genteel gentleman. You know, sometimes when you get straight guys around drag queens, weird things happen. And he was so he's an open spirit, and open soul, and and uh it was he was a
2: big Latrice fan, is what I think I remember everyone on the internet saying. Um, this is just, <laughs> just for wouldn't
3: have been a great uh, question. It would have been like, you know, who is Latrice motherfucking Royale? <laughs> he
1: <laughs> okay.
2: said, he said, who is large and in charge? I think was was his Latrice <laughs> fan thing.
1: I may have stripped some of those lines, but let's not get <laughs> into.
2: I just want to say that um uh, I had always said my whole life that you know you're famous when there's a Halloween costume after you. When you're made fun of on Saturday Night Live, and when you're an answer on uh, Jeopardy! And just last year, I used to say that all the time when I was younger to my friend Lisa, and Lisa Edelstein was an answer on jeopardy and it, the question was she was a former queen of the night turned house star and so she called me because they call you beforehand and they tell you and they give you all the you know the information that you're going to be an answer the week before and so she called and she was like oh my god i'm finally famous i finally made it and so you know, i i was so proud of her to to be an answer so that's it's it's that's my Alex connection.
3: I love that. I love, it is true. It's kind of when you when you uh, when you are uh, a trivia question or a Halloween costume. Yeah, I yes. I took a picture of somebody on the West Hollywood dressed up as um, Mary Catherine Gallagher and and in and, and and posted it on Twitter. She saw immediately. I said, "This you've arrived. You're a Halloween
1: costume." It's true. Now. It's true. All right, just one last time, Alex Trebek, rests in perfection. You can watch Jeopardy up until Christmas Day to see all new episodes. Uh, Moving on to number nine, James St. James. Number nine.
2: Uh, I have been watching Blood of Zeus (gasps) on Netflix. Does anyone know about this?
3: I just watched the trailer.
2: It's um, it's Netflix is getting into the anime game. They have a show called Castlevania, based on the the um, uh, video game, and it's uh, that's the, that's taken off. And now they have this thing called Blood of Zeus, and it's based on like uh, of Greek uh, Greek myths. It's about Zeus's young child who is his illegitimate child, and. Uh, he's fooling around on Hera and he fools around with a human woman and she has a child and to save the child and the mother, he puts them in the small town and covers the town with um, uh, dark clouds so that Hera can't see the town from Mount Olympus. And so he discovers that he's going to be, uh, uh, he's a demigod and he has all these powers and he and uh, Mamie Goomer, uh, the voice of Mamie Goomer, Meryl Streep's daughter, is in it and they go off on adventures and they kill demons and, and giants and everything like that. But the thing about it is is that he's really cute, as <laughs> all anime boys are, and I'm really in love with him. You're and, telling us to watch a cartoon. Yes, yeah. I fall in love with cartoon characters all the time. Right. Um, and people say that the animation isn't that good, but it sort of looks like 21st century version of what's on Greek pottery. You know, like Greek ceramics. It's sort of, it's, it has an, a look of antiquity about it. And that's, I mean, it's, it, yeah.
1: Is this by any chance a prequel to the movie Xanadu, you think?
2: <laughs> well, there are some similarities, yes, except uh, there's no ELO soundtrack.
3: I'm not interested. Yeah, I, I want to know what other um, cartoon characters you, you have found physically attractive. Either well, you're I mean, growing we start
2: up. Off, we start off with Fred from Scooby Doo. I mean, my God, that's the be right. all and end all right yeah. there. There's um Tarzan, the Disney Tarzan. You know, the Disney princes, of course, all the time. Um, uh, what's who's the hottest
3: Disney prince?
2: Um, I would say, well, it's the one from Tangled. I love the guy from
1: Tangled.
2: Oh. Prince Eric, definitely, from uh, Little uh,
1: Ariel. Little Mermaid. I love your question, but more, I love James' immediate answers. This lazy uh, I think okay. about this a lot. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I loved <laughs> Johnny Quest when I was growing up. Johnny Quest and Haji, I thought Johnny Quest. Oh,
2: West. well, when I was very young, Speed Racer, of course, was, I mean, you know, Speed Racer was it. And I also had a thing for Kimba the White Lion. I I went a little bestiality.
1: Okay, okay. all right, all right. This this topic is over. Uh, to repeat, it's okay. It's Blood of Zeus on
3: Netflix. It's James. Yeah. Of the week. Uh-huh. Let's move on to number eight. Number eight. Uh, Number eight is all about me. I have a movie coming out called Chick Fight that stars Alec Baldwin, Malin Ackerman, and uh, Jose Sloan from The Daily Show, and Bella Thorne. It is uh, kind of like um, uh, Fight Club. But it's it's with women it's a it's a fantastic comedy. We filmed it in Puerto Rico right before COVID. like as soon as we finished rapping, we were like we weren't allowed to go anywhere and uh that stars uh starts uh you can see the uh, the the uh, trailer right now on the YouTube and it's gonna be a video to uh this Friday, November thirteenth and um mm-hmm. I play uh, the boyfriend of a very active wrestler called um Kevin Nash. Perhaps you've heard of him. All seven feet tall of him. That was Ooh. that was my dream come true. We have some, now that we have
1: as a wrestler, were there um, a, a, a making love scenes? Were there
3: making love scenes? Unfortunately, they all happen off camera. But I, I <laughs> did walk with a limp at some point. Yes. Tell me a little
2: bit about working with Bella Thorne. I love Bella. I find her fascinating.
3: I unfortunately did not get to do any scenes with Bella. All of my scenes were with Malin Ackerman and, and Kevin Nash. And uh, um, but Bella, uh, when we were filming the movie, <laughs> was fresh out the controversy of her OnlyFans making yes. um, like yes. she had a million followers on her own fans uh, uh, within the release, which was a very um, controversial move for a Disney star. But you got to do what you can to break away from the past. Yeah. But the other thing I have to uh, 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 plug I became Aunt Clara for a second there. Do you want to about... <laughs> um, I have a new uh, podcast for CBS Paramount called Hot Mess, Alec Mapa with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. And we discuss uh, mental health every We've had Isaac Mizrahi on, Dominic Jackson from Pose, Bernhardt. It's a fantastic, hilarious way of talking about mental health. We solve all of the world's problems one hot mess at a time. Your podcast is about mental health, which sounds amazing.
1: I was going to say, as you were talking... Nice. You should have a podcast, Mister. You're good. You're good. <laughs>
2: uh, but I, you know, I remember because you were on Doom Patrol, and um, I know that Doom Patrol has moved to HBO Max. Am I correct about that? Do you that know what's correct. going on?
3: We, yeah, and we got moved to HBO Max. You can see all of Doom Patrol in which I portray the um, arch villain, um, Animal Vegetable Mineral Man, and yeah. uh, it just got to be for a third season. So perhaps I'll be back.
2: And you're also on um, Henry Danger, right?
3: I'm on Henry Danger, on Nickelodeon, on any platform you tune in. You can't get away from me. My whole (laughs) career. On on Netflix, the the UPN sitcom I did in uh, 2005 is on, Half and Half. Ugly Betty is on Hulu. Uh, Switch to Birth is on Freeform. I'm everywhere. You are are the Mary Wicks of our
1: time. (laughs) Well, you know, we
2: always used to to say that Gary Collins was the hardest working man in showbiz, my mother and I, but I think it's you, sir. I think you are the hardest working man.
1: Gary (laughs) Collins. Uh, All right. Um, Alec, we look forward to seeing your movies.
3: Tell us the name again. Chick Fight, and it uh, releases uh, digital on demand November 13th. And your podcast about mental health called Hot Mess. Hot mess with a hot Alec Mappa. Hot mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. I have this hot psychotherapist show with me. So cute, nice. Well, we are going to take a little break here.
1: um, uh, Before you know, Blake, Blake, will you you magically appear? I'm here. Hi, darling. Um, We want to make you aware of you know World of Wonder, along with doing Million Dollar Listing and RuPaul's Drag Race, which is mentioned at the beginning of the show each week. I uh, does a lot of really wonderful documentaries, and there is a new documentary that was just released, directed by Chris McKim, that is getting rave reviews, uh, and I can never pronounce the title. Half of it's unpronounceable, and half of it's too lewd to say
0: on the airwaves. Blake, I'm going to leave it to you. It's called Vojnarovic. Fuck you, faggot fucker.
2: And it's about the uh, David Wojnarowicz, who was um, a great artist in the 1980s. Who, uh, when he was diagnosed with AIDS, he railed against the government's treatment of of AIDS, and he uh, was a seminal figure in the East Village art scene. And he died much too soon. And uh, so he, he had he has quite a
0: legacy. So, and you can watch the documentary yourself at home online. Um, it's screening at. Hashtag Doc NYC Film Festival through next Thursday, November the 19th. And you can get your tickets at 2020.docnyc.net. Nice.
1: Oh, Blake, thank you for doing that, that heavy lifting. I really appreciate it.
0: You're now, welcome.
1: Let's do something light and fun. Let's do a little trivia question. Um, like we asked the question before, and we don't answer it until after the commercial. And that wow. way, everyone stays tuned. Oh, my God.
3: It's a cliffhanger.
0: It right. Is- um... So tons of industries are in the dumps because of the pandemic, you know, including cruise ships. And this year, more cruise ships have been scrapped than the past two years combined. How many cruise ships have been scrapped this year so far?
1: Ooh, right. I hate numbers. So more of that when we come back. Plus, we'll continue counting down the top 10 things that make us go wow, this is the wow report on Radio Andy Sirius XM. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report.
0: Things that make us go
1: wow. Welcome back. It's to the Wow Report. We are counting down the top 10 things that made us go wow this week with James a. James, Lake, Jacobs, and our extra special guest judge filling in for Fenton, Alec Mappa. Alec has a movie coming out. He has a podcast. It's Alex on fire. His pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before the break, Blake asked us a trivia question involved numbers, so immediately I tune out. And, um, and, Blake, what was that question?
0: Tons of industries are in the dump because of the recent pandemic, including cruise ships. And in the past year, more cruise ships have been scrapped than in the previous two years combined. How many cruise ships have been scrapped this year? I'm going to
2: say uh, 25.
1: Alec?
0: um,
2: 11.
1: I'm going to go close without going over. I'm going to say 26.
0: Oh, okay.
3: It was actually 10. That's a big hunk of junk to scrap. That's it a lot. That's like, that's like you're just, you know, you're, you're scrapping a hotel on a ship that, that floats. I mean, how do they get rid of it? Do they just sell it off in pieces? Do they? You have to. to uh, it
2: down.
1: And they pick, it says to pick up big stuff, like couches and stuff. You just leave it on the curb.
3: Oh, that would have been my first guess. <laughs> I, got a, I got a big thing on the sidewalk this week. It's gonna, uh, yeah, heads up, heads up.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Now is a good time to move on in our countdown. Number seven,
0: Alec. Number seven.
3: Um, with the, He's still in the White House. Trump will not concede. He will not concede. I don't think he's going to concede at all. Um. Uh, <laughs> Usually, I'm the trick that won't leave. Usually, I'm <laughs> the one you have to keep out of the house. Our exchange is done. Please leave. But um, I read this morning on some blog that he's staying because he's raising a great deal of money online. It has nothing to do with whether or not he is um, wants you know can prove he has no legal path forward. But he's raising a ton of money to cover his legal costs and, and a couple of outstanding debts. You've read about. Well, you
2: mean? you also believe, though, because today I was seeing there were some some big Republicans saying that they want to that they're just trying to install him to keep him for another four years and that they're going to have a coup and that that's why he replaced all the people in the Pentagon and that, that he's trying to, to you know, I, I you don't know. I feel like there's another shoe that's about to drop. I feel like, like really, we have
3: who? like they're really going to turn the troops against us this yeah, time. because
2: yeah. gonna... The troops love him. And he, I think that he's going to try and utilize that and stay. And I've also heard that he has no intention of going to the um uh, the inauguration, that he's going to be a Mar-a-Lago. And he will be the first uh, uh, president in history who will boycott the, the inauguration.
3: I disagree about the troops liking him just because he's spoken out against intelligence so much. He's spoken out against the FBI. He's spoken out against his own foreign policy team. So I, I, and also um, he fired the secretary of defense because he would not turn the troops against uh, U.S. citizens during the protests. But then he
2: installed a loyalist, a Trump
3: loyalist who will.
1: Hmm. It's hard
3: to, as
1: as diabolical as he has been and destructive as he has been, it's still hard to imagine forward what he might do, the evil he might do. Isn't that what's scary? Because worse than like a Mike Myers movie where it's just this killing machine, he just debases everything. He takes mm -hmm. a in the pool every time he swims. Like you can't imagine the things he does to degrade every corner of our society and our government.
2: But it's also that he, it's not that he's so diabolically intelligent and smart. It's that he's an idiot. There's no doubt about it. But wow. he surrounded himself with some truly evil, intelligent people who will do his bidding and will whisper in his ear, This is what you should be doing.
3: So, right. all right. Well, it was nice knowing both of you. <laughs> um, I How hope you visit Victoria Island. Uh, I don't. Think that's I, that's. I just right. want him to be gone. I want January twentieth to be here already. I'll, yes. I'll rest here.
1: Amen. You're from your voice to God's ear. Let's move on with the countdown to number six. Number six.
2: Um, just because I, to to lighten the mood a little bit, I want to talk about the election as well. But I want to talk about some of the, I, I fell in love so many times mm-hmm. during the course of the election. Steve Kurnacki has become the greatest sex God of our time. MSNBC's, uh, the guy at the board who was at the board for 30 hours straight. They finally had to say, go sit, go lie down. We have a cop for you, but he's just a 42 year old gay nerd. Who does calculus at the drop of a hat and it's the sexiest thing you've ever seen? Alec, are you with me on this? Oh song? yeah, it's more
3: like Steve Korsnacki. Like <laughs> I mean, he was called yeah. a few nicknames on um, on the Twitter. He had a uh, chart throb, <laughs> and, um, and map daddy. Yes, and I saw the map daddy. Yeah. And he never. I was wondering that if he had like ten pairs of those khaki pants. And 10 changes of that shirt. I was worried that he was having to, uh, uh, you know, I would have volunteered to give him a foot massage off camera to iron his shirt.
1: Top- I heard he did have several. He He sort of uniforms himself, which a lot of people are doing these days. And work situations, I do mine with a blue T-shirt and boxer shorts everywhere I go. Right. But, um, but because I had some friends who were freaking out that he was unclean, they were really worried yeah. about him. Oh, you know.
2: I think he had a nice little stank on him by the end. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think that I would have sniffed those pits. I, um, I do want to also say, you know, that CNN they think that they have three hunks. That their top three hunks are um you know anderson cooper chris cuomo and don lemon and there's something to say for each of those men but if you really watch cnn you know that the real true hunks are in the field and it's a guy named jeremy diamond who Mm. is a bearded 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 hunk who is so just so sexy phil mattingly who is their sort of wasp uh pretty boy who looks good in a polo shirt there is um a Phil, uh, I mean, Shimon Procupes, who is a little guy who is so cute. And every time he comes on, everyone goes, Shimon. And they're like, what's the situation in me Myanmar, Shimon? Because he's Shimon so Procupes. Adorable. Shimon Procupes. And he's absolutely adorable. And then there's also Boris Sanchez, who I think, I swear, I used to see him in some uh, Latino porn back in the 90s. I'm just putting that mm. out there. And um, also Manu Raju, who I find very sexy as well.
3: But- Candidate-wise, I thought John Ossoff was really hot. He's still hot. John yes. Ossoff, yes. who is a senator in Atlanta. There's um, pictures of him online with the beard. Yes. Very cute. Yes.
2: Um, I have I went online and I was talking about how sexy he was. And people are saying that he's a centrist and he doesn't support the Green New Deal. And so we have some problems with him. But we need him to win the runoff. And then we can push them to the mm-hmm. to the left a little bit.
1: I'm at a point on my thirst my thirst meter where if they can just tuck their shirt in their pants, I think they're really yeah. you know, <laughs> that flat stomach thing he does.
2: And okay. mind you, I just want to say that, you know, Fox, um, I've been watching Fox to see if there are any hot guys. There aren't. They spend all their time g- having blonde women on the show. They don't care about the- their gay audience. So there are no thirst traps on Fox, but they're all over CNN and ABC Nightly News, I might add. Yes, yeah. Gio Benitez
3: on Bill, Bill is still on Fox. He's cute. Yes, yes. But his soul is
1: slowly being sucked out of his body, so it doesn't make him quite as attractive. Huh. All right, thank you, James, for that that, that <laughs> comprehensive report. We really appreciate it. Nothing, no one gets it like like James does. <laughs> okay. We're moving on to number five. Number five, James. You earlier in the show said that you know you're famous if there's a Halloween costume, if you're on Jeopardy, or what was this, something else. But I think you're uniquely famous when they make a chia pet out of you. And yes, RuPaul, Andre Charles, our friend. Our co worker has his own Chia pet just in time for Christmas. Ooh. <interface> <Ripple. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-chia. laughs> I mean, it is just mind boggling. By the way, uh, this month, talk about a, a, a career. He is on the cover of Cosmo UK. Which
2: I mean is the first. We've talked about this. The first man, the first drag queen on the cover of of right. Cosmo, which is crazy. Not even like a camp thing. Just he's there, fashionable, looking gorgeous. More
1: glamour. He mm-hmm. has this massive Old Navy uh, campaign for cr- their Christmas campaign. Mm-hmm. I just that- thought. Yes, the, the, and, and you
2: know, I just, about, about the the Old Navy, you are up there with Sherman Helmsley, Morgan Fairchild, <laughs> Carrie Morgan Donovan. John. Remember all those fabulous, fabulous, uh, Isabel what Sanford.
1: Yes. It's iconic and it's amazing. And now the Chia Pet. My college friends, Elena and Ariel, and I think Mark and I, for years, we finally stopped. But we, we had like a Chia Pet that someone bought in college that we would send each other every Christmas. Someone would get the Chia Pet. So, guess I hope they're not listening because guess what everyone's getting this year. <laughs>
3: um, I actually might buy that. I, I think he should RuPaul should just keep going into uncharted territory, become the spokesperson for Halveline or or be, or, or be the uh, the race person for the Indy Five Hundred, the girl who drops the flag. I mean, just venture into straight white male territory. <laughs> it is amazing.
2: I'm wondering if World of Wonder should say that should be the Christmas gift this year is that everyone gets a Chia pet.
1: Chia, I love it. It's. I'm wondering because the the picture of Rue on the box is one of his fabulous kind of sideswept looks, and so yeah. the Chia kind of has a side sweep. I'm, I'm I might not have to get one. I'm going to have one. I'm going to see if we can actually train the Chia to do a side sweep. And RuPaul had some great quote. It, it, it broke on TMZ or something fabulous. The whole thing is just so wrong. It's so right. And he was like, the chia is a metaphor for life. It's about tending one's own garden.
0: Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very <gosh>. being there. <laughs> I love
1: it. So get your chi chi Ch- chia by RuPaul for Christmas. Um, we are going to take a little break before we do. Blake, are you back there somewhere, darling?
0: I'm here, hon. Hi. Hi.
1: Do you have a trivia question for us?
0: I do, I do. Um, who is credited with inventing the word puking
1: is it somebody here to write with us now or (laughs) who invented the word puking that and so much more as the wow report (laughs) you're watching the wow report on radio any series xm don't (laughs) go anywhere
2: this is why you get paid the big bucks blake
1: Yeah. yeah
3: You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report, things that make us go wow.
1: And we are back. I'm Tom Campbell here with James St. James, Blake Jacobs, and the wonderful, the talented Alec Mappa. So glad to have you here with us. America. is on assignment, but he'll be back shortly. Um, We are in the midst of counting down the top 10 things that made us go wow. But first, before the break, Blake asks us the most intriguing preview question, Blake.
0: Yeah, who is credited with inventing the word puking? Um, I would say
2: Sir Edmund Pukesilach, who was a very famous uh, socialite back in the 1800s. Not too far off. (laughs) Okay.
1: I'm going to say it was Caligula.
3: Oh, Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to say it was a Hawaiian um, person who sold puka shells. um, (laughs) (laughs) Swallowed too many. It was
0: Shakespeare, really? Yeah, the actual word was puking, first recorded in his "As You Like It," supposedly as an imitation from the German word "spucken," which means to spit.
3: Ha! <laughs> I, I understand. Drag queen comes from um, uh, Shakespeare as well. Enters dressed as girl. Yes, uh, he, sp-
2: he, he did a lot.
1: Spuck it, us uh, spuck it. Um, all right, let's continue with the countdown. We are officially at number four.
0: Number four.
1: Um, who saw Dave Chappelle's monologue on Saturday Night Live this Saturday? Wow, it you was know? crazy, wasn't it? He is. He has. He is the most unique performer on earth, right? You just think about in the '90s, he had that huge show, and he just walked away, mm-hmm. disappeared. He's come back. We see his Netflix specials. They aren't—they aren't even comedy specials anymore. They're these like, and there, there are these incredible events and and provocative talk, and it doesn't feel polished like comedy. It just feels raw and real, and it's very affecting. Um, and then he goes to Saturday Night Live, I guess, four years ago he was hosting. Well, yeah.
2: it, was, it was the episode that right after Trump was elected, and he came out and sort of electrified everyone with how raw he felt and everything. And I think they were hoping for, for a repeat this time, and they got something else, I'll tell you. What do you
1: think of it, James?
2: Well, like I said, at first... I kept thinking this is wrong. I don't like this. This is too much. It's too much. I don't. But then I kept thinking, well, no, this is what he does. And he's saying things that are deliberately provocative and they do make you think and I don't know, Alec, what were where were you?
3: I think that he's pushing the culture of comedy forward in ways that are, are, are still new to us. And yeah. what he's doing now is a very it's a stream of consciousness. I feel like even with the specials that are now on Netflix, they're not necessarily like hardy hard funny, but he is positing these amazing ideas. And I, I love the, the idea of um, be nice to a Black person, start a, a conspiracy of kindness. I thought that was provocative. And, and he also brings up a lot of false equivalencies that he's exposed to as a Black man, the thing of like performing outside in Ohio. Yes. And, it's, <laughs> and it's like, they kept on hearing the N-word and they were complaining, was it me or was it the comic? So um, I, I think that I, I, he's never not interesting to me. Right, right. I agree. And who was it the other week? Was it Bill Burr? Was that the host who had
1: the... Oh, so- oh the incredibly unfunny uh, monologue about... Um, yes. But yeah. I have to say, and I'm tiptoeing here, I'm tiptoeing, but like, I don't want to go backwards, but I think also political correctness can put us in a box. So with the fact, can we take some jokes? Can we see that they're funny? From different points of view what upset me the most and know this is weird he smoked yeah
2: yeah that was that was weird yeah i didn't like that either um i also wonder if if some of it is just you know the older you get the more conservative you get and would the 19 year old me think that that was the hottest thing in the world but the 54 year old me is like i don't know about this no exactly
1: right exactly right
2: so i don't know what my gauge is anymore i don't know where my meter is There's no shecky
1: green by the way norm crosby passed away this week let's just take a moment okay thank you moving on all right that's uh you know uh, our little take on uh dave Chappelle. he's again never boring always interesting always making headlines um let's move on to number three
0: number three
1: breaking news john waters the amazing john waters the uh the Pope of of of, of what's it? he's the Pope of Slut Pope of Trash Pope of Trash. Thank you. He just made a major donation of art to the Baltimore Museum of Art, and right. there was some more halls. And as a result, you know, when you bequeath a sizable you know collection, you get doors, wings named after you, and he- fountains named after you. He had two restrooms named after him,
0: <laughs> John Waters
1: restrooms. So it's so bad. Cool. So when so when you when you're standing next to a guy at the, at, at the urinals at the Baltimore you know Museum of Art, and you you know you do a little glance over to see what they're packing,
3: you can thank John Waters. You're you're in John Waters territory. So I, I understand he he donated like a his entire art collection or like some heavy duty pieces, like uh, there's like a whole uh, room full of John Waters art now?
1: I think so. I wasn't super specific, but it sounded like a major contribution to the Uh the museum to value it. I had the um, great honor once, I I met him on the RuPaul's Drag Race set, but when I was working at New Line TV many moons ago, we went, we flew to Baltimore to meet him in his house to talk about doing kind of like a John Waters anthology series, um, sort of like Twilight Zone with John Waters. Anyway his house was full of art it was a very traditional house filled with wacky art and I'll never forget in one of his up, like in the like the, the the guest bedroom that had two twin beds with like eaves you know it would be like a little kid's bedroom the closet which was a rather large closet for a house of that era um was an art installation that he had just had installed and it, it was to it was to look like like a a a, a, a mass bomber had just left his room <laughs> So it was like the desk, a parka, a set, you know, a Mountain Dew, fertilizer, a map of a stadium. I mean, <laughs> in detail. it's a famous artist. I can't remember who. I keep wondering, is that going to be in the museum? Are they tearing down the uh, the, the the closet of his guest bedroom? But, well, I know
2: uh, he also has a room in his house that is nothing but nothing but um uh, fake food. He he collects fake. Food like you know uh, fake donuts, plastic donuts, plastic carrots. He and I I know it's a little bit, Alec. If you've ever been to Allie Willis's house, that it's uh, it's a little bit bit like Allie's. They have the same uh, sort of aesthetic.
1: Except again, it was it was always in this very traditional Baltimore neighborhood near the university. He looked. It was like a college professor's home, you know. Like, but John Waters lived inside
3: with all his. Beautiful, his beautifully demented. I love it. Uh, my, I, my John Waters encounter was in uh, Salt Lake City. I was, I, I was visiting a friend in, in town, and I walked into the lobby, and the first person I saw was John Waters. And I said, what are you doing here? And he, the first thing he said was, what are you doing here?
2: <laughs> I, I used to see John all the time at uh, Spotlight Bar, the Hustler Bar over on Kowanga in Selma. He used to, whenever he was in town, he would always spend time there. And that was always, he would always bring all the celebrities that he was with. And they would always go, you know, slumming at the, at the, the Spotlight.
3: And the that is that bar gone with the dodo?
1: Yeah,
2: Spotlight isn't there anymore.
1: It's now the Dream Hotel. Yeah. It's now an overpriced Chinese restaurant that can't have customers inside. Um, okay. All right, John Waters, thanks for, uh, I can't, I'm, I'm going to make a point to get to the Baltimore Museum of Art and take a big old you-know-what in the John Waters restroom. Um, It's a date. Let's move on to number two. James St. James.
0: Number two.
2: Well, I watched... um, uh, I fell into an Unsolved Mysteries hole the other day. Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. And they had last season, they did season one, and this is season two. And... It's not quite as good, but there was an episode that blew my mind. It's the Oslo woman, episode number two. Okay, picture it. Oslo, 1995. A woman checks into the Plaza Hotel in Oslo, a very fancy hotel. She checks in using a fake ID, and she doesn't use a credit card, which is, you know, every hotel in the world requires a credit card. For some reason, she's able to get away with not putting a credit card down. She's upstairs in her room for three days and nobody hears from her and finally somebody knocks on the door to get some sort of form of payment from her the minute they knock on the door there's a shotgun and they hear a, a, a you know like some something's happened in there so they run off to get keys and they're gone for 15 minutes before they come back and open up the door so there's 15 minutes unaccounted for there they go in the room and they find the woman has killed herself okay she's shot herself but the gun is positioned very strangely, like it was sort of, like, put there afterwards. There's a weird, curious lack of blood. And the serial number has been taken off the the, um, the gun. Now, on top of that, there's also a, bu- a suitcase full of bullets, which is very strange. She has no identification, no purse, no nothing. There are no toiletries. She brought some clothes, but she only brought tops, a blouse, uh, a shirt, no skirt, no pants, no nothing. So very strange. Now, even weirder, nobody knows who she is to this day 25 years later, the fingerprints came back. They don't exist. The dental records don't exist. The name she gave, the town she lives in, nobody has heard of her. There's a man who made flyers. You know who this woman is, put them all over every city in Europe. Nobody has come forward saying they know who she is. Was she a spy? Was she an East German spy? Was she a drug dealer? Was this a a hit job? Was she a hit man herself? Was somebody doing this? Well, we don't know. It's very, very. Oh, and the other thing is that the clothes that she did have, somebody removed all the tags from the clothes. What does that even mean? And even stranger, there were two other murders where they removed the tags from the clothes and they don't know who the people are either. So it's sort of a weird pattern. We don't know what it is.
3: All right. The weirdest part of that story is uh, it takes 15 minutes to get back in the room again. I've locked myself out of multiple hotel rooms in various um, states of undress, And I could usually find a housekeeper in five minutes to let
2: me it, back it's in. True. so there is something, there is maybe like, were they in on it, do they know? But when they opened the door, the door had been double bolted. So how the person got out and then, and then double bolted the door, because there was no balcony, so they had to have left through the door. And it, it's just, I don't even know if I've done this uh, justice because it's a very spooky, it's a skin crawling episode because this woman just, how does a person not exist?
1: Now you know how I feel. <laughs> Alex, my uh, uh, uh honest answer, have you ever been naked in the ho- in the lobby of a hotel? Uh, not wow. naked in
3: a lobby. I've been naked in a hotel. Um, but I have been locked out of my um, it, uh, uh, hotel room in a towel. That's happened to me. My mm-hmm. sisters
2: and I were playing... Uh, um uh truth or dare and I had to run naked to the end of the lobby or to the hotel thing and this was I was like nine years old they locked the door locked me out and it was right in front of the lot there was a spiral staircase and there was a party going on in the lobby and I'm banging on the door crying it's one of my big trauma childhood traumas <laughs> this day I was naked in front of like 200 guests in tuxedos and I'm crying so
1: there
3: you know, very, very eyes wide shut
1: <laughs> the only way to really work through that trauma is if we role play right now and we recreate that situation <laughs> take off all your clothes and
3: right. uh, nobody needs to see that show uh, me, me on the doll where, where you felt most frightened <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright so um, there is a whole second season who knew of Unsolved Mysteries leave it to James St. James our our Netflix, Netflix explorer um, uh, so watch that and and. And if you, if you know anything about this woman who has no tags in her clothes, please.
3: If, you please. Know,
2: if you've been to Oslo and you know this woman, please yeah. let us know. If you stay at the yeah. plaza in Oslo and have some clues.
3: Right care of this program.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. We have to go to commercial. We'll be back with the number one thing this week that made us go wow. You're listening to The Wow Report on Radio Andy, Sirius XM.
0: You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report: Things That Make Us Go Wow.
1: We're back. Uh, this is the Wow Report uh, with uh, Tom Campbell, James St. James, and Alec Mappa, our extra special guest. Hi, Alec. Hi. Hi, Good to see everybody.
3: This
1: is probably your last chance to plug your movie and your podcast, so I think you should work it in some way. Just really casually
3: this is my last chance. Um, no, I have a new podcast, a mental health podcast called a hot mess with Ale- Alec Mapa hot mess with Matthew Dempsey psychotherapist available wherever ha- um, ha- podcasts are, are, are aired. Um, yeah. Alec Mampa hot mess with Matthew Dempsey psychotherapist. We talk about, um, it's a celebrity uh, podcast where we talk about mental health and it's, and it's a, uh, in a, in a fun, uh, informative way. And I have a movie with um, Alec Baldwin, Malin Ackerman and Bella Thorne coming out this Friday, the 13th on a video on demand, digital on demand called Chick Fight.
1: Very deep, very deep. I like that. This is your Oscar. This is it. I feel it. I feel it for you. (laughs) Um, We have reached the most exciting time of the week for like at least four people in the world. And that is, we are about to announce the number one thing that made us go, wow, this week. Number one. It's total, you know, we uh, delayed gratification. But where were you when the networks, Fox, CNN, everyone announced that Joe Biden and, was our president elect and Kamala Harris was our vice president elect? Alec, where were you?
3: Um, I was in bed and my husband walked in and said they called it. And it was Saturday. Was it yep. Saturday? Did they call it on Saturday honey? Yeah. And it felt like I we had been. It was like it had been Tuesday all week. Like it just literally felt like Tuesday will finally come to an end. But he came in and they said they called it. I was I was elated.
1: Was there a moment of celebration in your home or your neighborhood or anything?
3: Um, There was a lot of um, uh, car honking in the neighborhood in the very trendy area of Los Angeles where I live. Um, But uh, basically we were on the phone all day long just talking to loved ones and having tearful uh, 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 talks about what a relief this was to kind of wake up to this kind of news after four years of waking up and going, oh my God, are we going to make it? Are we going to live through this day? Because as much as Trump is taking away the joy for
1: us, I want us to take this moment to recognize the joy. James, where were you when you found out? And was it Monday or Sunday? Did, did you sleep through the weekend? What happened?
2: No. Well, I mean, I don't think I slept at all from Tuesday to Saturday. I I literally, I would do two-hour shifts and wake up and reach my Twitter, do two more hours, wake up and do CNN and NBC, and finally, after it was called and I was able to watch all the joyous celebrations in New York, L.A., Paris, you know, Amsterdam, everybody around the world seemed to be, you know, just explode in, in uh, you know, just joy. Um, so then I was able to, I slept about 12 hours afterwards and it was like the nicest sleep I've had in, in years. That's
1: wonderful. Uh, I... Like you, I saw it on TV. I, I was just so keeping everything tampered down and just waiting and being like super patient. And I I saw it on TV. I was excited to call my brother and sister. I let them know. And then this is a really second story. I um I had to go by, pick up some at the pharmacy. So I uh, prescription. So I was at the CVS at La Cienega in Santa Monica. And it was jammed. And people were like honking their horns. Where I was, it was socially distanced because people were in their cars. And it literally was black, white, gay, trans. Everybody was just, and, and it was this spontaneous kind of uh, eruption of joy. And and I swear, and I've, I guess I've seen pictures of this, but my friend Scott had his, had literally a pot with a spoon. Like everyone just wanted to make noise and like get it out. Like yay! And it well,
2: it's out. funny because in New York, I, I, you know, I was seeing people and they would lean out their window and you could hear going up and down the avenues. Like, like when do you ever hear what's go- you know people with pots and pans like yeah. on Park Avenue? It was yeah, just.
3: Did you yeah. see the double rainbow in West Hollywood the day of the announcement? No, oh, that's my window to the world. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there was a double rainbow
3: over uh, Santa Monica Boulevard the day of the announcement. That's amazing. Uh, Blake, where are
1: you? Come back, darling. Hi. Hi. Where were you when you found out about our fabulous election results?
0: Well, it was Saturday morning early, and I'd spent all Friday night celebrating in preparation. So (laughs) I'd only been asleep for like three hours, and I might have gotten up and had another celebratory cocktail. (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> you're well, on the Alec Mappa diet, I see. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's the breakfast of champions. Yes. Well, we've come to that part where the show we have to say goodbye. I love seeing you, Alec. Thank you for joining Likewise, us, guys. Thanks for always having me on. You've got- always
2: a pleasure. We love you.
1: Yeah. Love you <laughs> like, is there any is there any last plugs that I ignored because I'm a bad host uh, that, that
0: we should do, or should we just should we just wrap it up? Um, well, we just announced the 2020 Wowie Award nominees for <sighs> live this week. And uh, Mariah Carey, Poppy, Monroe, Bergdorf, Pat McGrath, Daphne Guinness, and many more of the celebs have already reshared our posts. Daphne reshared. Oh my god, that's so glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be streaming on December 4th with extra special live performances. So check out the WoW report for a full list of the nominees.
2: I, and this I, is the first year that we won't be able to have a ceremony or a party, so it's all digital. But it doesn't d- d- diminish the, the the excitement that we're feeling. Well, that may make
0: it even bigger because who knows who can send something in?
2: Well, because because we always had to nominate people that we thought might come. So this was this year. <laughs> this <sky laughs> guy, yeah. we can we can nominate Mariah Carey. <laughs>
1: Let's just say James has won 19 of them, okay? <laughs> right. of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I went agree. every single ceremony. <laughs> uh, I love you all. I mean it. And uh, everybody out there listening or watching, please come back next week. Until then, go out and do something that makes the world go wow. Wow.
3: wow.
1: wow.